This is the Average Guy Networking You Found Home Gadget Geek Show number 515, recorded on December 2nd, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Mike. What feels like fall is never going to end. Listen, it's been 65 all week here. I, I can't. I don't want to work. <laughs> I'm the same way. I walk outside for lunch. I'm like, I'm not coming back. I'm just going <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> It has just been gorgeous. Jay Madison's with us. Of course, Jay's back. He's out in the Philly area. Jay, have you guys been getting decent weather there on the on the East Coast? Yeah, it's it's what fifty nine today. So that's a pretty good temperature. Yeah. Around sixty ish the last yeah. couple of days. Can't complain. Not no, not for early December, right? Yeah. It's just it's ruining my work. <laughs> like I, you know, it, it it's been chilly in the morning, thirties. Yeah, and then it. It, you know, I see 50 on the, on the, uh, uh, you know, on the, the weather. And I'm like, I got to get outside. Like I can't, cause it's not going to be this way forever. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. You, soak you, it in. Right. You just got to take advantage of it. Well, uh, of course we'll post some show notes, uh, this week, the last couple of weeks, we haven't done much on the show notes, but this week I'll have a bunch of links for uh, some of the stuff Jay's been doing out at the average guy. TV. A big thanks to Aaron Lawrence who joined me on Friday. Sammy had to kind of back out of the, interview at the last minute and so i called aaron and she said yes on a friday mike she said yes on a friday friday night wow. like how dedicated is that to give up a friday night uh to come in here well, thursdays I giving too that's impressive i know, I know she's, no. she's a rock star though or respect uh, yeah she's she's pretty great aaron thanks for coming on and a great guest a lot of great conversation there um so if you haven't listened to it i had a little issue with the youtube video if you missed it head back out get it downloaded it's a good one to watch and uh, that is posted right now. Mike and I got the chance to hang out with Bob and Ryan on their show, Think Computers, uh, uh, over at thinkcomputers.org last night, show 298, and had a good time, Mike, I think, just talking about trends of 2021. And I always feel bad about talking about Black Friday sales after they happened. Yeah. You know, I, so it was, I was, it, was a, it was a fun show. I felt so yeah. bad. I was super distracted. I've had, I was fixing my Unraid server. Uh, Long story yeah. short, we're not going to talk about it. But guys, uh, <laughs> if the cache drive is failing on your Unraid, it, it likely won't tell you and it will just cause havoc. It will render the server useless. Shares will just disappear. VMs drop off. And there was no sign there was a failing cache drive. Even formatting it and redoing it didn't help. So I I finally, after the show last night, Jim, I swapped the the cache drive out for a new SSD and all is well in the world. So, uh, but that had happened right before we went live and I was, and I had people text me, Hey, uh, so Plex, is it down right now? Um, Cause you support like you have the whole family plan. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. The family plan. Yeah. 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 Black market, uh, Plex family plan. Never admit it. Never admit it here. Well, it was fun hanging out with them. Uh, Jay, I'll ask you this question. I want to ask you about Black Friday because it's gone. But as you're looking between now and the end of the year, well, well, one, are you do you take advantage of the Black Friday deals? And then two, anything you have your eyes on as as far as gear or equipment or whatever, kind of watching prices between now and the end of the year. Yeah, so I I used to be a diehard Black Friday guy. Like every I was going out at six a.m. But now it's the deals are there on Monday. 
Tuesday. You know, you can just get whatever you want to get ahead of time. So no, I, I didn't even go out this year. I got a few things online, just some like 4K Blu-rays, stuff like that. Um, but there weren't a ton of great deals outside of like your typical TV deal that you'll see every now and then. Um, I didn't see a, a ton there. So unfortunately this year, not so much cooking, but what I'm looking for is motherboards. So new motherboards, X690s, if, if those start coming out, if I can get anything on sale there. Um, CPUs, obviously the new Intel CPUs dropped and a lot of the AMD stuff is on sale as well. So I've been looking out for some of that and hopefully some, some RAM and hard drives as prices kind of come down and fluctuate around there. Where are we at right now with price? Because so I'm in the exact same boat. So with mm. all of these issues with Unraid, I'm running this thing on like old, old hardware. Uh, <laughs> I've got like 24 terabytes on like a motherboard from 2011. Uh, mm-hmm. An i7-3770 uh, is in there. So I mean, it is some old stuff. So I'm looking to upgrade. Yeah. So last night when, or I think it was two nights ago when I was starting to have the issues, I actually priced out in Amazon. Just like, okay, what would it be just to get in on an AMD system right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was shocked. It feels like, and maybe I'm just not remembering correctly, but I just built this gaming rig that I'm podcasting on now. Two and a half years ago and it's a amd it's a ryzen 5 3600 i think something like that uh mm-hmm. you know 32 gigs of ram a decent motherboard and i just feel like our prices right now still insanely inflated on the motherboards or is it just am i just misremembering so you're probably thinking of what motherboards motherboard prices used to be and you know you used to be able to get say a premium board in that 100 to 200 dollar range now you still yeah. can depending on what form factor you're looking for um, but if you're looking for ITX, ATX, a lot of times those premium boards are 250 plus ITX. They're now in the 400s. And that's just like a normal price for a premium board. You know, so it really depends on what chipset you're going with. There's all yeah. different levels, obviously, um, that give you various levels of performance and PCI lanes and all that fun stuff. So pricing is for motherboards hasn't really skyrocketed. It's just that's what it is now. Same with CPUs. Um, They're just more expensive than they used to be. You know, you've got like a, 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 I guess, a Ryzen. What what am I doing? A 5950X is $650 now, and that's the sale price, you know, which it's a premium, great CPU with, you know, a whole ton of threads, um, but it costs a lot of money. You know, you can't get in there cheap. So it's just things are more expensive. But the good news is, if you go budget, like say you wanted like a 5600X, which is a really good Ryzen CPU, you could get a mid-tier motherboard. You could probably get those two pieces for around that $300 to $400 mark, you know, together. Um, and then you're talking about building a, a system that's not crazy expensive, but will perform like something that will it'll crush anything you've had, you know, five yeah. years ago. Like just dominate it. So. And I think that's what I was running into maybe was availability too. So mm-hmm. all it was showing me was the premium boards. Because when I built this gaming, yeah. I kind of went mid-tier motherboard. And I want to say it cost me around 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I couldn't find anything that was like still mid-tier for less than 100. And then the Ryzen, I think it was, uh, I don't know my numbers with Ryzen very well. I think it was a Ryzen 7 6600, is that right, for a Ryzen 7? Uh, 5600X, is that a Ryzen 7? There's, there's the 5600, um, that's a Ryzen 5, then 7 is 5800X, then yeah, 59 and 5950 are the, the Ryzen 9s. So that was a yeah. $340, that Ryzen 7 yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. you know, two days ago. So yeah, it was it's just one of those times where it sounds like shocking. I kind of forget. I, I'm one of those guys, I usually build it slowly, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get the piece, and then I'll upgrade it. And so I just, I've never priced it all together at once. Yeah. So, and 
And then I'm like, this is gonna be an unrated server. I really don't need to go this beefy. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like you might as well have some fun with it in future proof. I ended up not pulling the trigger. Uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just limp this thing along for just a little bit longer and see if these prices maybe even out. But now maybe that's just the standard price. Maybe they're not going to be quote unquote coming back down. A lot of the prices do, or a lot of the increase in my estimation is due to the increased voltage and power consumption of these CPUs. So the boards are beefier now. You'll notice, like, if you go check them out, there's a lot more cooling. There's a lot more, or a lot bigger, more robust heat sinks that you'll see on, like, the MOSFETs and the, and the caps and all that fun stuff because the voltage, especially on Intel stuff that's going through them, is insane. It's just way higher than those, these things used to be. You're talking about, like, the new Intel CPU, the the 12900K um, that just released, that can go excess of 300 watts in some instances if you just let it run crazy, which is absolutely ridiculous. You know, So think about what kind of board you would need to be able to handle that without just essentially melting. You know, so. Right. I think this is actually good. While it's painful, this is actually a good cycle. The last 15 years, it's been a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. There, I think it's slowed down innovation because there just hasn't been the, the 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 money, the margin in a lot of these. I mean, people were just trying to create the most efficient, cheapest stuff we could get our hands on. Yeah, and 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 we all bought it low, and it was just a race to the bottom. I think now that prices have have changed, whether it's COVID or whether Jay, like you're saying, we're getting you know we're getting hotter chips or we're getting different technology. Um, the price points bump back up to to maybe where it should be probably for these manufacturers to be able to do real R and D and to do some mm-hmm. real like this just just continue to innovate. And so while we're all complaining about it, I don't think it's necessarily that bad for the for the you know for the chip manufacturers or for the board manufacturers or for these companies that have been it's been I mean it has been razor thin <laughs> margins. Yeah, for a lot of years, for and that's sure. just you can't. You, the people start going out of business when the, yeah. when those kinds of things go on too long. We don't want that. Yeah, especially with probably, GPUs. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and Jay, I think you're totally right. I hadn't even considered that yet. But you look at these boards and the VRMs on those boards, yeah. and like everything with that. But it makes more sense, right? Because you're totally right. They're drawing more power, number one, and they're probably needing tighter tolerances mm-hmm. on the power being delivered to them. And so you look at how many VRMs are on the boards now compared to like the board I have in that Unraid machine. It's it's yeah. wild. They look completely different. Yeah. And, and they're stable. I mean, the, the stability that you will get from your typical mid-range board now is just way greater than anything that we had, you know, five years ago. I mean, I just remember the days of just constant struggles with your motherboard. I, I remember one build when I first started the channel. I went through three different motherboards because, you know, I put a jumper here in the wrong place. Uh, you know, the RAM was messed up. It just there was always something messing up. It seems like now a lot of those little issues have been kind of ironed out. And we're in a good place with how the BIOS is integrated and, and all that fun stuff. So you're paying more, but I do think you're getting more. You know, Thunderbolt, USB-C, all this stuff does cost cost money. PCI, E-Lanes, you know, a lot of that stuff is, is hard to build. Yeah. It is wild how much longer these things are lasting, too. Right? You get That's these computers true. and you almost don't even have a need to upgrade. I yeah. mean, let's even go back to the board I have in this Unraid box. I, like, that thing has no right to still be chugging along as a daily Unraid. I mean, that thing's it's it's at 75% CPU, so you use it almost all the time. I got VMs mm-hmm. running on there. I've got my uh, Sighthound for my video surveillance running on that. Like, it, it's doing a lot. And that thing just still works. And they've only gotten better, to your point, right? And, and the yeah. people are like, I don't really need to upgrade. The computer still works pretty well. well and you know yeah. what? When it starts to show its legs as a daily driver, like 
uh, gaming computer, yeah. make it a server, right? There you it's go. Kind of, it works. Server, mining rig, whatever whatever you need. Yeah, or mining rig, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my, my old studio PC before I bought the Mac was know, seven years old. It's 4770, uh, a Core i7 4770. And it, you know, I, I bumped it up. I think the Max, it'll take a 16 gig of RAM. Mm-hmm on that board and in the next year or two they allowed 32 on there. So I've I've bumped it and put everything I can. I just put a, a Gen 3 uh, NVMe storage on it, not for the OS cuz it doesn't support that. That yeah. came the next year on that board, but it it works great for VMs. And so like that that 4770 will just chug along on VMs uh, uh really really well. So yeah. it's I, I don't I stretch these things out. They they just seem to last a little bit longer. Mike, I'm in a spot. I mentioned this last night with Ryan and Bob that, you know, if I was in the PC market again, I'm not. But if I was, I'm probably considering another Mac, just to be honest. Like the M the M1 mini works. I know, I know, I know. By the way, Jim, the face he just yeah. gave you was the face you used to give me when I started on the show five years ago. It's just, oh, so like, now Jay, you know, like, Jay just judged yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny I almost did too. And then I'm like, wait, I, I'm so, I was supposed to be the Mac guy on this show. Uh, no, I yeah. just have had such a great experience with it. And it's just, it's for what I do, Jay, don't, don't judge me for what I do. I I may you know that's I I, I may go that I, I I may go that direction. I just kind of like all that integration, easy, just kind of works, kind of stuff. Now, Jay, so you don't just so you know, I got the Mac Mini in the center, but there's okay. still all these Windows co- computers around it. So I'm still you know. Well, to be fair, to be <laughs> fair, I I can't I cannot. So I guess my last period of being able to say Windows was all the time better was the Mac mini when the first M1 machines came out. That was, they were good, but there were still way better windows machines. You know, you had Ryzen CPUs and graphics and all that stuff. These new laptops, I mean, I, they're, they are incredible. They really are incredible machines. There's objectively, there's nothing you could say about them other than that. Like they're, they're probably the best laptops that have ever been made to this point. I, I, I would, I would say so. They're doing impressive things, and they're pushing the industry forward, which is what I like to see, and it's it's, it's yeah. really quite impressive. I'm not sure, you know, I bought the M1, the Mac Mini M1 launch day out of the gate. Didn't like that. Didn't, didn't worry about it. I may wait a version. Uh, you know, Mac changed so many things with this, with the, with kind of their new laptops. Mm-hmm. They went back to no 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 you know no touch bar and yeah. kind of. I'd still, and I, if I could, I think I might wait a year or or another refresh just to kind of get, because it's only going to get better. Like, they're only going to work yeah. out more bugs. This M1, this Mini was not totally ready. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. there were some things about it. The Mac folks complained all the time about some things, but it worked great for me. So, I, I don't know, Jay, I may, I may wait. Just because the, the 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 you know the PC cycle, especially the build your own, is just so crazy right now. Like you know, we just got done talking about that, right? And yeah. Kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to jump in the fray for that right now. Right. Maybe well, I guess like the question is, will they put the M1 like Max chip with graphics in the Mac Mini? That would be my question because yeah, uh, yeah. that'll be like. Uh, 
that's a killer if they do yeah. that. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that really kind of limits it yeah. as a machine currently. And it's still great. But that if they want to do that, I don't know if they have an appetite for it or not. Or not that would be like a hard to beat. It just really would. I, I'd buy it tomorrow. Yeah. If they did that, if they if they brought that to the mini, I'd give my current mini to Sammy, my daughter, and I would I'd have that in my house tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You'd have to. No. Well, there's, you know, you mentioned boards. You're, you're really, you kind of specialize in just ultra small. Is, has that gotten super expensive uh, as well? Yeah. In that, in that space, <laughs> the ultra small space. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it used to be like comparable. So say if I wanted a premium motherboard, like we were just talking about, and the, the ATX version was $200 and the ITX version might be 250, 270, which is like not great, but that's what it was. Now it's literally double the price. So I just got a, oh, I have it right here actually. I just got a, I got a 12700K. So I'll be doing an Intel build soon, uh, you know, getting back into Intel for the first time in like two years. And the motherboard was 350. And it was just like, wow, it's good, but it's not, anything that's like ridiculous but it's just like that's that's a painful thing to have to go through for something you can get the same features from the hx version it's just bigger you know so it's smaller runs or or smaller smaller batches in terms of manufacturing which and it's harder to to develop the itx boards which leads to them being more expensive and now that they're jamming everything on so you got two m.2 slots you've got PCIe lanes going all over the place, USB-C, Thunderbolt, all this stuff going on. It just makes it very difficult for them to produce them at a, a price that's really competitive. That's not really a competitive price. It's just a, a large price. So mm-hmm. yeah, same with GPUs. They're more expensive, the tiny versions as well. If you could find one, they're more expensive. What GPU are you going to pair with that? Um, this, I'll probably put my 3070 on this one um, just for just for testing. I want to see how it does up against my Ryzen 5900X system. Um, but also, I also have a 2060 mini that I could use. I haven't decided yet. We'll see. We'll see what goes on there. Gotcha. Now I see that box and I, it, it makes me want to build. <laughs> right. You know, you're like, well, Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say, Jim, is I think, <laughs> I think the reason we've both gone the ways we've gone, we've, we've crossed paths here yeah. is yeah. when I, found out that you can actually tinker because i'd been a mac just guy since the beginning i didn't yeah. know you could yeah. you know build quote unquote an upgrade and swap out parts that just that gets me going that's what i love yeah. doing and i wish i still had i could if i could put mac os i know you can but if i had mac os on my windows hardware be able to swap out all the time that's mm-hmm. what i would do because i do miss i'll go up and get on hannah's laptop the mac laptop like oh it's nice that my text messages come in and just the ecosystem yeah. i'm in i do mm-hmm. miss that um but I still like to tinker, and I think you're going towards the edge of I just want it to work and work yeah. really well. And I'm and you have the the crypto boxes to tinker with when you yeah, need to, right? So you you can get you can get your tinkering in other places. True. And uh, my tinkering is limited to Unraid, which I shouldn't tinker with because I end up with problems like I did this week. Uh, and then this box, and I do tinker a lot. You know, I'm constantly swapping out parts and just you know the new GPU and things like that. One of the things I think we discovered, hard drive prices are coming back. You know, there was a little bit of a spike and Chia mm-hmm. kind of drove this, this cryptocurrency that I've been working on where, you know, four terabyte hard drive used, I was getting them for, you know, 50 bucks, let's say they went to 75, 80. Mm-hmm. That, that then kind of pushed the new prices up. And so for the summer, hard drives and SSDs have been even worse. Yeah. They're starting to come back. So I started seeing some four, some brand new Seagate fifty nine ninety nine or sixty bucks, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western Digital had ones for uh, seventy, 
that four, that four four terabyte space. The eight terabytes were two hundred. We're starting to see some deals mm-hmm. where they're coming back into the one eighties, right? So yeah, I think SSDs. Uh, you know, I think you know one or two terabyte SSDs getting back in that hundred or two hundred dollar range where they had. I been. just uh, got a crucial yesterday uh one terabyte for uh 89 bucks yeah there we go yeah. that was pretty good there we go and, and so, i like the yeah. crucial brand they, they make good ssds i think we're kind of back to that uh at least from a storage perspective we're back to kind of some normal prices again yeah um storage for, was dirt cheap i mean it, yeah a one terabyte you know uh samsung 970 or 980 evo was like 109 bucks you know yeah. like that's that's really it's really reasonable. good yeah. yeah very 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 reasonable in the meantime, this summer, we saw 14, 16, 18, and 20 terabyte drives come mm-hmm. out, right? And they're still, I mean, they're still ridiculously expensive at this point, yeah. but they're there. And you kind of start going, oh, okay. Eight terabytes have always been eight. Yeah, eight was kind of the, you know, the mainstay for, you know, f- when you think about what most people bought, 10 sold okay, but... Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see the 14s now seem to be, maybe even 16s seem to be that, or they're going to be in that space. And I think they're three, four, five hundred $500 now. But I think we'll probably over, you know, through the summer, we'll see that, that maybe that downward pressure a little bit and, and those get, get back maybe into the $200 range for, for a 12 or a 14 uh, in that. So you might, I think if, the hard part for us is we're coming from four terabytes. So we look at that price and think, man, that's super expensive. But I was just thinking about this the other day. You know, I, my Unrate server has 12 drives in it. The max is four terabytes. I have mainly four. I think I have one or two, two terabytes in there. I could get like two or three 16s and have the same amount of storage. And I can have a much smaller box than that massive yeah. server chassis <laughs> I have. Right. And you know, that saves you how many drives you're buying. And as I was looking at that price, I'm like, it's, it's high. But if I was thinking about starting fresh, if you were doing a brand Mm -hmm. new server build, they're actually not bad for, I mean, 16 terabytes. That's a, it's a beast, right? Seagate 16 terabyte for 275 right now. Oh, that's that's, the the four terabytes are what? $80. The reds are at 90 Uh, sometimes. Well, yeah, but you can get, you can get four as cheap as 60 or 70. Like new. Yeah, right. If you want to do it that way, yeah, so it's, I, I exactly, it's exactly it's yeah. exactly the price then, right? You're, if you go yeah. for the sixties, but the Western Digital Reds, I think, are still at a hundred, and so you're talking a little bit way less than four times yeah. the price. Little, little, yeah, well, and these are the cheapest of the cheap, so you know, you, yeah. you're like, do you trust <laughs> Jay? You know, sixteen, yeah, sixteen terabytes of data on a single drive. I don't trust any spinning hard disk, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) That's where I am at this point. So if it's not solid state, I'm I'm, I'm not trusting it. Yeah. Well, we're kind of to that point, to be honest, for most people. They're probably between a terabyte and four terabytes when we think about what their total storage needs are for the average guy, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my PC right now has, I've got a two terabyte 970 Evo and then a two terabyte 860, which is just a SATA speed drive to hold files. And then obviously external storage. But yeah, so for someone like me who games as a creator, that four terabyte is like really, you're a hundred percent right. Spot on. And two, two, two terabyte SSDs or four, one terabyte, you know, you're talking 400 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And it's solid state. Right. I mean, so you kind of just, it, it, it's got me thinking too. Until I did Chia, I didn't really even have more than a terabyte of <laughs> where I really needed, you know, and now I'm not, we're not really recording content anymore. Okay. We're streaming most of it. We do record some over the air stuff, 
but that goes to that now what what we do record goes to that you know one terabyte nvme lightning yeah. fast mm-hmm. they're yeah, making them that. faster but i'm like i don't even saturate my drives now so what do i need <laughs> like i don't even need it yeah. to be faster at the moment have, have you, know? you bought any of, of the fourth gen or, or gen 4 nvme not stuff? yet okay i haven't even dabbled yet because I, I haven't had a reason to but i'm i'll probably do so when i start doing some of these intel builds you know as we as we get into it yeah, but yeah. the speeds are almost it's almost getting to a point where the speed is unusable like it's not anything that you're necessarily even going to feel so it's just like this is a cool benchmark but you know it's just a spec sheet at that point and then i'm yeah. wondering how long are we until you know because remember the the shift from spinner to ssd but we didn't we didn't even know we needed it until the <laughs> ssds came out right like that's just the way spinners run so i'm wondering like with that higher speed today it makes no sense but yeah. are we five years away 10 years yeah. away from being like oh that's necessary for the type of applications you're running right the type of the- games you're doing that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, future proofing, yeah. right? Because I think the games we've always everyone like you know classic advice has been oh grab a you know a big spinner and just throw your games on it, but uh, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely starting to show its age. And yeah. I actually I store my games on an NVMe, right? Yeah. Just because I could just might as well throw the second exactly. slot in there. And, why wouldn't you? And throw, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. for the games and how big they are. Um, I don't Huge. know if it's giving me any more performance, but I still suck at the games. It's just a you know it's. I suck at a faster speed. <laughs> it's like a 3060 upgrade. I, now I'm just worse and I can see it better with more frames per second. How bad I am. <laughs> um, Jay, I did want to talk. You've got your, um, your YouTube channel, which I think is youtube.com slash tech everything. I think that's correct. Them there. Uh, tech everything.com. If they want to check it out, you um, right after we had you on, sorry, we had you on February, beginning of the year. Was it February? Then, I think it was. It feels yeah. like it was not that long ago, but I, th- I think it. Yeah, I think I went back and looked at the spreadsheet, and and um, right after that, you had put out a uh, kind of a review of uh, of a keyboard, mm-hmm. and and then just recently you did another one. Yeah, and and so I'm going to show this on screen so so folks can see this. But what's what's interesting, you know, the last Bluetooth keyboard I bought was this Microsoft. Uh, you know, as this Microsoft comes with a little cover. That's a great one, though. That, those is were a, awesome. It is a great little here. I'll, yeah. I should probably full screen that so folks. I'm in, I'm enjoying the YouTube compression, by the way. Looking at this, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we, <laughs> no, for sure. But yours, uh, at least the one you reviewed, uh, as we look at this, let me widen this down a little bit just so folks can kind of see it on screen. Tell us a little bit about what we're we're seeing on the screen. Yeah, so this is a company that reached out. This is, I believe, still currently on Kickstarter right now. Um, it's called they're called Vistles, and they have a couple of regular size mechanical keyboards, but they launched this product, which is a keyboard that's designed to look like the Magic Keyboard from Mac or any sort of your compact eighty-five key keyboards, um, but it actually has a thin, ultra-thin mechanical switch in it. So it feels really good. It feels like gives you the actuation and feel of I don't want to say a full-size keyboard or full-size mechanical, but you get a lot of that key travel. You get the tactility. You get the click if you like that. Um, So I was really, really impressed just with what they had done. And it looks just like a Magic Keyboard. Like if you saw that on a store shelf, you'd be like, oh, that's something Apple made. It's all aluminum. It feels really good. It's built well. Um, And it's got Bluetooth, multi-device pairing, all this stuff you expect from modern keyboards and RGB backlight on top of it. So you get 
all the beautiful colors if you like that sort of thing um, as well. So, I mean, they did a really good job and they did it for $100. You know, it's not like this is $250. It's a $100 product. Um, and I was just really impressed with it. So I have it here, um, but you're, you're playing it there. That, oh, that's it. Yeah, wait, well, hold on. Let me uh, let's let's remove that, me, and I'll make you full screen there, yeah. and you can you can so you can kind of see it here. Um, you see how thin it actually is. You know, it's it's super super thin. And does it stay when you're typing? Does it stay on the table? Like, does it do the do the pads in the back keep it? So it's got some got some long footers yeah. on there to kind of hold it down. So it's got the long feet. Yeah, it's got two long strips, and it hasn't moved at all. I use a desk pad, but um, it's it's been totally fine. You know, it's yeah. it's been really nice, and you can kind of see one of the keys is is lit there, but you get an idea of what the backlighting kind of looks like, and you can do all sorts of colors, all sorts of fun things. Um, it's a great little board. You know, I really can't complain. It's it's a fantastic board. I've been into these compact boards for a while. I also have the um, Keychron K3, which is similar, um, a little bit cheaper, but it has hot swappable mechanical switches and it's low profile just like that. This was my daily driver before. Um, this has browns on it that they came out with, but this is another really good keyboard. If you're into that sort of compact form factor or say you want to take it with you, throw it in a bag. These are great for that. Um, and they just, they just work really well. So does it have a cover if you were going to try um, the Keychron does, uh, this was, has a, like a little bag, but it doesn't have a cover to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd, I'd I'd be a little scared to put that in my backpack. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, things go to die in my backpack if they don't have <laughs> some kind of some yeah kind of case. Mike, were you going to ask a question? Yeah. So, so like is it heavy enough? The one problem I've always had with the smaller keyboards is they almost like bounce off the desk as I mm-hmm. type, and because they're not heavy enough, right? It's almost like right. ding, 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 and you can like hear it, and they kind of like clack. It is yeah. stay stay solid enough on the on the desk as you're typing. For sure. The, the Vistles definitely, it's got a really good weight because, because it is all aluminum. So I would say that one for sure. The, um, Keychron is a little lighter, but I haven't really had any issues with it in terms of that kind of feedback. Now, if I do use a felt desk pad, so that's going to influence, you know, that, that sort of, yeah. you know, that helps a lot. If you're just doing right onto the desk, I would say Vistles, yes. Keychron probably is a little bit light on the light okay. side. Yeah. But, I've been amazed how much that the desk pad really makes a difference. I miss yes. it at work. Right, because yeah. I, I have one here, and I've I've always had one here. And whenever I go anywhere else without a full desk pad, I'm like, oh man, I, I really enjoy. Jim, have you ever used a full desk pad? It's like a yeah, big, I, have, I have one here. You do? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I just love them, and uh, I think they make a big difference, especially on the keyboard. It does, especially typing during a podcast. That's <laughs> the jam. I wanted to ask you: Would you? Would you? This is the problem with mechanical keyboards. I, I use the Magic Keyboard from you know from the Apple Keyboard. It's an older one, but I use mm-hmm. it. And they're super. They're dead quiet. Yeah. Mechanical. When you're on the podcast, you got that mic sitting down there by the. Did, does it? Is it pretty loud? Let's see. Uh, so I obviously for work I take calls with this all the time. I'll give you. I'll do the. I'll do the Keychron first. Let me know if you guys can hear this. Yep, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, not annoying, but yeah, it can definitely. Yeah. And, and if you had Soft. been talking during that, I probably it probably wouldn't have been as noticeable, right? True. During a dead silence when that's all we're listening yeah. for. Yeah. Now the whistles is going to be rough, but uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. It's really oh, clicky. for sure. Yeah, it's, it's like really super clicky. clicky. It's not a hard click. It's kind of a soft. Yeah, like a, it's kind of like a gentle click. Yeah. 
you know. But it's definitely noticeable. It's it's. I wouldn't well, use people that. People get call. keyboards for that reason, right? Like that's yeah, like right. that 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 sound is. If you're getting one, you know that's kind of what you want. Yeah. Uh, Jay Bryant's asking, how's the battery life? I know on the K is it K three? Yeah, K three. On the K three, I know you you kind of that was your one big yeah <laughs> your one big ding. Yeah. Uh, on the yeah, Bissell, yeah. is it any better? It's definitely better. So the K three, yeah, the Keychronic K three. Not a battery life champ, but both can be used while plugged in. So you just have a USB-C cable ready to roll, and you can charge in and use them at the same time. The Vistles has been a little bit longer. I've been able to get through about a week. Um, that's without backlighting. Uh, again, still not the battery life you're going to get from, say, a Logitech MX Keys or something like that. But a week is decent. I say that's acceptable. You know, charge it every Sunday or so and go about your your, your day. But K3 is about two days, maybe three days, mm-hmm. if that. I looked on the Apple website before the show just to say, okay, what are the what are keyboards going for now? Because you know, when you were like a hundred, I was like, oh, yikes! Like, yeah. And then I went on the Apple website. I'm like, actually, a hundred is pretty cheap. You know, they yeah. I think they they're you know 150. Yeah. Uh, for the for the high end ones, I think they get down into the hundred. You know, ninety nine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that price for some of them, I'm still running a wired. I won't go wireless, but I'm still running an old school wired i mean this is a really old keyboard it's probably 12 years old maybe it's it kind of kind of came wow. out some of the original max those are great though those they are, great are awesome yeah, yeah. And they're, they're just dead quiet like you just yeah. can't you can't hear them at all I, i've thought about replacing it but then i'm like why i'll just wait till it breaks you know? exactly so you, you've never had the pull to go wireless it doesn't bother you see any wire that i can see yeah makes me go crazy yeah, no. What drives me crazy, Jay, is when, my I'm podcasting. <laughs> yeah. when I'm podcasting and the keyboard doesn't work anymore, that drives me go. crazy. Right? That's fair. So I, long ago, I just said, well, I'll just kind of put up with wires to, to kind of make it work. Um, Mike? Yeah, well, so the one suggestion, so speaking of keyboards, too, you know, I had a very unique use case for or need for a keyboard this past week. Um, I needed, you know how you know you need that one keyboard where you can just like, oh, I'm going to go program a Raspberry Pi or I need to go to that mm-hmm. one headless server that I never have to have a keyboard plugged into and you need something. Um, I needed that for my server rack because I was just doing a bunch over there and I just, I, over the years, like I've lost those keyboards, you know, that you, you have around the extras that aren't fully plugged into a system. Um, I found this one off Amazon and I have to tell you, it's just, it's one of those that I had to share because I've actually been impressed with it. I didn't expect to be impressed with a $22 keyboard. Um, <laughs> it is. So it's, it's from our And the reason I like it is because it has the built-in trackpad, which amazing. whenever you guys are doing this, you know, like if you're doing anything with a headless server or if you're doing Raspberry Pis or whatever, yeah. not having to take a mouse and have your because I usually I'm standing and I have to like mm-hmm. run the mouse on my thigh like so now with the keyboard with the built-in trackpad for $22 the other piece they do have a Bluetooth version but I actually wanted the actual USB dongle because um, yeah. it's just it's more universal a yeah. lot of my stuff don't even have Bluetooth adapters in them uh, so yeah Artec for 22 bucks this thing actually and it actually feels decent it does not feel cheap now we'll see how long it, it lasts um but it runs on double a's not on a chargeable battery uh just one of those like w- odd things you find that's cheap and actually yeah. pretty decent so I like I, it. that's pretty cool i was looking for something similar for uh traveling with like a tablet because i've been trying to like when i get on a plane or something i've been going on vacation a few times in the last couple of months i've been trying to not bring my laptop and just bring a tablet but sometimes you know if i want to bang out an email or something like that it's it's nice to have some little type of keyboard so something like that might be cool you know yeah 
Or uh, is it an iPad that you have as a tablet or something different? So I have I have an iPad mini, but I also use so I use my Galaxy Tab. The this is the older one. This is the X S six because it has the OLED screen. So for like travel, yeah. this is like the best tablet ever. If you Got especially it. so like I would say for sure the iPads are the best tablets just at every level. But with the Samsung tablets, what you do get is if you if you're an audiophile, you get LDAC and higher streaming to wireless headphones, um, and you also get those OLED screens a lot of time depending on the tablet you you go with. So for like movies and stuff like that, it's just way better. It's just a much better viewing experience. Because for the uh, for the iPad Pro, the new iPad keyboards that just came out from Apple that actually have rigidity mm-hmm. to them, they don't just flop around everywhere. Yeah, uh, are absolutely fantastic. Super thin. I think like if you travel with an iPad Pro, it is almost like a requirement because um, it's just. I think the upgrades where they finally listened to what everyone yeah. wanted. I'm Did debating it. The old school one that didn't work or something. <laughs> no, no, I just found my daughter. I which she used to use the old um, Surface. The original Microsoft Surface, and so I bought her this key, this keyboard to use. It's just a Bluetooth keyboard, and it's actually not bad. Like I was thinking, Mike, in your in your scenario, I was like, you know, this may make a good. I should put this keyboard on the computers that are on the other side of the room. Yeah, to to use and, and pair it with a monitor over there. That this would be a good. You know, I can I can take it out of the. It's just in a case. But is that a a touchpad or a fingerprint reader? Can't, uh, no, no, it is definitely a touchpad. It's the smallest touchpad in the history of touchpads. Yeah, it, is, it is really small, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I I totally forgot that I even had this. It's got the the Bluetooth on off switch right here. That's awesome. You know, that was the original so, original uh, Surface Surface it even, Pro. It even turned on the original Surface, wow. the RT I, Surface RT. The I, I had yeah. the three. I think I had the three. That was yeah. one I had. I used to yeah. love those. Are great. I love that thing. It was a good. It was. She used the heck out of it. But one of the things is we were talking on the keyboard side. You know, one of the thing I liked about this Microsoft. We talked a lot about this in the day. Is it the cover would come off and it would make a stand, and you could put your phone then mm-hmm. on. You know, you could. You could Put your phone on the stand like this. Yeah. And when traveling, it was so good on the plane because I could set this over on the right mm-hmm. and then put the keyboard directly in front of me, almost even past the phone, so that I could because I would I could get my hands extended and then that was a more comfortable typing, you know, on the plane, and then just be looking down over the corner at the phone as I was doing. And man, I tell you what, I I got a lot of work done on my phone on a plane without having to pull out a big you know, pull out the laptop or pull out the, you know, whatever to get it done. I've always had a bigger, bigger laptop. I just realized I've, since I kind of stopped traveling, I don't, this thing has sat in the yeah. the drawer for the last two years. You yeah, know? I, I just, I, I sold my uh, XPS 15 because it just, I hadn't turned it on in like a month, you know, <laughs> it was just like, why do I have this expensive yeah. laptop? So yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those things you work from home. You don't need it. You, you don't travel anywhere. You don't need it. Any of that mobile gear anymore. So sad, but it had to go. Unfortunately, my, my, Listen, my backpack hasn't been like in two <laughs> years. I, I've, I've taken it to work just a handful of times, you know? And so it just sits there, gets yeah. dusty. <laughs> you, know, you pick it up and you're like, Oh, this is dusty, <laughs> you know? So it's uh Mike, did you want to add anything to that? You're muted, Mike. Sorry. Oh, there we go. There. Uh, so I have been traveling a yeah. lot in the past few months, and I, I, I need something better. I am in this awkward spot at work where like, I really do need a full-powered laptop, 
for what I'm mm-hmm. doing, doing a lot of Excel work, a lot of putting that in the decks, right. As, as we're, as we're traveling. Um, and I just, I wish I could go smaller than a full on laptop. And then what's the worst part about that is you have a full on power cord, uh, right. <laughs> you can't just charge by a USB on the planes. Yeah. You know, you have to find a, find an outlet to, to charge up. So I'm well, in that you dreaming do, phase. They have the new, there's a lot of really good 14 inch laptops now that are coming out. Could you do, do you think you could do a 14 as opposed to like a, 15.6 yeah i probably could because when i get to work i just dock it right so i dock yeah. it into into two monitors anyway um so yeah i, I probably could just switch over to the small the thing i like mm-hmm. about my bigger laptop is it has all the io that i like mm-hmm. right because yeah. when you're going around to conference rooms all over the place and everything i got hdmi i got full ethernet i got mm-hmm. two usb USB C. um so it's like it's got everything i want and i just see those smaller laptops and it's all USB C, and it's just dongle yeah. Great. And I just don't know if I can pull the trigger on that yet. I don't know. I remember I was on, we took a trip to see a client in DC, Washington, DC, you know, the whole thing, the train, all that fun stuff. We get there. I got my awesome, my new Dell laptop. I'm like, this is amazing with my dongle. And for whatever reason, it was not working with their HDMI cable. Just like it was not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm supposed to be giving it like a legit three hour presentation and I can't get HDMI to work at all. So see, that's yeah, what scares I, me. Exactly. Exactly. I, and that was that was bad. That was a bad situation. But so I, I feel you definitely the more ports for your work laptop, at least the better. Yeah, definitely. for the for the work. And, and that's all it is. It's just for the work laptop. Everything else um, I can do for my phone, to be totally honest. Yeah. When the uh, pandemic started, I was I, I just gotten a brand new Lenovo and they mm-hmm. then issued me a Lenovo um, um, not docking station, but a uh, hub. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that what we call those things? I don't know why I'm blanking on it. Anyways, so one USB C connection, boom, in, powers it, pushes all, I mean, pushes everything, right? It was great. Then we came home and I I, I made it about an hour. And I'm like, I'm going back for the hub. <laughs> like, I got to <laughs> have that thing. So I brought it home and, and set it up and it took me about a week to figure out everything here. Then when I started doing that weird back and forth and I'm like, I, mm. I don't want to carry this thing. And I don't, I want it at home and I want to, I want bought another one just so I'd have one here and one at work. So, and they're identical. So I can literally just, you know, go into work. It's one, one cable. Everything's already wired. I'm not dragging anything back and forth for the most part. Yeah. Double, I've got double chargers. I've got double, you know, everything, everything is there. That was, that was really important. Like yeah. for me, that just really increased Jay, you and I were talking in pre-show about how, you know, just being home kind of in, increases your productivity. Yeah. If I have got to go back and forth, I also need similar setups between the two. Gallup would give me one and that's fair. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nah, home needs to mimic what work is because I'm doing it so much here. Yeah. It's just way more productive that way. Yeah. So we were, we were talking about desk pads. So at, before we shut down, <laughs> if you went into our office you would see a bunch of normal desks, you know, just tan furniture, office furniture with a laptop and a monitor, a very small 20 inch monitor. Then you would have seen one desk with a 34 inch ultra wide and a desk pad and a USB-C dock. And that was my desk it jammed in the back because, I, I, yeah, I couldn't. I was just I was finding that I would literally be getting frustrated trying to do things that I could do at home and just not having like the space or fast enough computer or, or my mouse wasn't set up right. Like once you get comfortable working in a certain thing in a certain cadence, it's, it's hard to go to something else. Oh, for sure. I, I just don't, I just get angry. 
And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is dumb. Like, why am I, why am I struggling with the, the other day I was working on something and I needed, I needed a more, um, I needed a, uh, a portrait. I need the, the monitor and portrait mode to be more productive. I was looking at numbers this way instead of landscape. Right. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was in, in an office next to me, I knew there was a monitor that would flip. I just went and grabbed it. I was just like, I, nobody's there. Like I need this monitor. And I yeah. just brought it in, set it up, flipped it. And, and it kind of was so great to have that orientation to be able to work. And I, and again, it's just, I don't being home all of a sudden now that I've got, you know, cause I have nine monitors down here. I can't <laughs> tolerate like sitting with a laptop. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's hard. That's I can't hard. either. Like I still on this machine, I have four monitors. I have monitors here to here. So I have one, two, three, and then one up top, which I call my, I call this my ADHD monitor. Cause I'll put like, <laughs> I'll put like crypto prices or something where I would typically pull up my phone to check when I, when I, my brain wants to switch, but I can just look up, see it and get right back to work. That's uh, and smart. Like, I, I miss that at work. Cause I, at work, yeah. I will get distracted real easily, pull stuff out. And, and I just, I love how I can have everything open. Um, and I, sh- I, I need to try an ultra wide. Because mm-hmm. honestly, this these three monitors, I could get an ultra wide that's probably a little skinnier than this. But my only concern is I love just being able to snap full screen in the middle on my nice gaming mm-hmm. monitor here. I'd like to do like to game on the middle and then still have stuff open on the other three. Yeah. Um, so I can't decide if an ultra wide would be good for me or not. I don't know. Jay, talk, talk are, me into it or talk me out of it. I, I'm a diehard ultra wide guy. There I know are you snack- are. So that's why I'm talking to the right guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I the, need you to convince me to that. Okay, so because right now I have my gaming monitor, 27 inch. Okay, and 27, then I have two right. uh, 24 inch monitors to the side. Okay, um, that I put stuff on. So like I have yeah. Unraid over here, and I have Discord over here, and then up top right now I have Spotify. Right, so uh, that's kind of what resolution? Setup. 1440p, 4K, no, 10, 1080. 10, oh. Well, Come to the ultra wide. If you're in 1080, come to ultra wide. You'll, you'll be so happy here. So yeah, so I currently have, I have a 38 inch ultra wide. That's the only monitor I use. Um, well, I do. So I have this thing here, which I've, I've kind of been using. This is just like a 15 inch portable monitor, and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll prop it underneath the mine, just kind of like how you mentioned, just for right. things that I might be looking up, you know, Twitter stuff like that. But there are programs that you can use that will do the snapping for you so that, you know, it'll section it off. You can make what you want your areas to be for that sort of snap. And like, it sounds like you're doing thirds, so you could just have it set up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll do that for you. So you don't even have to worry about it. What I've noticed is not having that bezel is, it's not like the biggest deal in the world, but it is more seamless. It is one screen. It's a lot easier to, to manage. Uh, you don't have to worry about any one screen flickering or going off and all that goofy stuff that you that do. That does you know suck every mean? time I look at my computer. Windows exactly. 11 is better at it, but it still yeah. throws all the windows around for half a second and then decides, oh, yeah, that's where you had them when you exactly. fell asleep two seconds ago. Uh, yeah. That's, and you uh, also get, so mine is, what is it, 3840 by 1600. So, you, so I've got more vertical space as well. So it looks, it's really good for productivity and documents. So for someone like you gaming, yeah, well, I will say it's a little big for gaming. So that's the only thing. That's what I. That's what I like. Yeah. It's like I can't. I went. I can't go back to gaming on the couch anymore because the screen yeah. is way too big on the TV. It's a little big. Like, yeah. I love gaming on this twenty-seven inch. I think for me that's perfect. And I sit so close, right? So I, I don't yeah. know. And then can you while you're gaming, can you still have other stuff like on the side if you didn't want to use the full monitor? 
Yeah, you can do window. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you could do window. So I do that sometimes. Like if I'm streaming on Twitch or something, which I I rarely do, but I've done in the past. Yeah, you can just go windowed um, and do it that way. You can also, if it's too wide, like you're doing like a first person shooter or something, just set it to sixteen point nine, sixteen nine, and it'll just have black bars. You can do that way too. Yeah, if if you really want to. So. 38 inches for the ultra wide would be for someone who's coming from multiple monitors. I think that's like the sweet spot. 34 might be a little small if you're trying to just go to yeah, one. I would have to go that big, if not yeah. bigger. Like it's kind of yeah. one of those things because what do they go up to? Like what can you get like a 40? There's the biggest reason, right now is the 49. Okay. Yeah, there's yeah, a 49. Bob, Bob has that 49. Yeah. The 49 is, that is when he was amazing. referring to yesterday. That's I can't what he was talking about said. last night. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That thing is life. awesome. <laughs> I think I do need to, to switch. Plus all the cords that it would save from having four monitors. Now I've tucked yeah. them away and run them uh, behind on this mount. Cause I have one yeah. mount that holds all four monitors right. and it, yeah, but all the cables, when you look below my desk, it, it gives me hives a little bit. So <laughs> <laughs> I just learned to live with the cables. Yeah. yeah. And stacked, stacked ultra wides is a really good solution. So just oh, get two, you know, yeah. just have the stack. That's like, that's a really good solution. I yeah, hadn't you, thought about stacking them. Yeah. Sure well, if you yeah. get four of them, you could stack them like halfway. <laughs> I'm just going to make a circle and I'm just going to spin. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm going to have a 360 monitor. Uh, I'd never nice. leave. I'd crawl yeah. underneath them and sit down and then that's it. I They'd never that's see me it. again. They'd be like, where'd Jim go? <laughs> yeah, he's trapped well, in his ultra-wide circle. <laughs> but okay, so, so this is my question though. So, because it's a lot of money. Realistically, yeah. for you guys, how long do you think before we are sitting at the desk in a VR headset and you're just making virtual monitors uh, in VR? Um, three years, that's it. That soon? That's, that's yeah. what I, that's what I was thinking. I, I thought I was kind of crazy. Then my I have said yeah. five years because I was even like I could put up the setup for another five years, and then yeah. my kids will be getting close to gaming age, which will be a lot of fun. I kind of want to build a gaming room for all of us. Um, and but then yeah, I was like, I might as well just wait. And then go VR. Because yeah, I think it'll be so I, I thought about this a lot. I don't know. I think VR is would be a good it would be like more of a perfect solution, but I think what we'll probably see is augmented reality monitors more quickly than when we full, see full VR setups. So you'll look at your wall and it'll just look as if it's everything's there and you can still see things going around you. Because if you're in an office, say you're not going to want to put on a VR goggles headset and you know what I mean? It would be difficult to interact with people. Like people would be, yeah. you know, running up and poking you and stuff. So <laughs> I think we'd probably see that. And then maybe when you're home, cause you can do VR desktop now, you know, you can do can that. You? Okay. Yeah, you can do I, that I, with, I need to look into it more. It's not, it's not seamless and like as good as it would be looking at a monitor, but yeah, you can right. do kind of like a virtualized desktop now. Um, but I do think augmented would be perfect. You could say, Hey, I want my monitor to be, 80 inches today or you know what I mean whatever right. it is and just set it to be wherever you are in your space I think that would be that would be really sick yes I agree perfect that would be perfect yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah I don't think that's far off I know Facebook as much as we all hate Facebook I know they're working on kind of like a similar thing like that or augmented type of situation so we'll see and Microsoft had HoloLens, which I don't know what happened to that, but we'll see. It's still there. It's just, yeah. it's Microsoft. You know, they, they <laughs> come out early and then they screw it up and somebody else becomes the leader. You know, <laughs> in the thing. Somehow they still make tons of money, though. Yeah, like, I don't you know, know what it is. Yeah. I know their their cloud business was like crushing oh, it. Oh, it's I know killing that. it. It is yeah. just killing it. Yeah, it's just, it's multi-billion dollars every quarter. Yeah, they're, they're how much money do those guys? Okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I, Jay, I, I actually, I appreciate that, that 
kind of futuristic look. I do, do uh, the reason I laughed so hard is when you said, you know, people come by and poke you that yeah. like, that's what I'm afraid of. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a, and I'm a little claustrophobic. So, and I know you yeah. get in there and it tricks your brain and some of those kinds of things, but I would be really self-conscious of like, mm-hmm. okay, what's going on around me. I'd be much more comfortable if I could see through it and yeah. put the, put those things and still be able to see. I just, I don't know how, uh, when I was in the military, uh, we, we used to drive with night vision goggles mm-hmm. and I would drive, <clears throat> there's a couple times I would drive all night and the next morning your brain is, is like screwed. You're like, yeah. was it day? Is it night? Do I not know now? What, wh- like you literally come out in this haze kind of thing. And I think VR can have a similar, you know, my, my number four son, Tim, he'll, he'll, he's got he'll VR game all night mm-hmm. and then crawl in bed about five, six in the morning. And then Jeez. yeah, dude's hardcore. He is. <laughs> hard. I'm pretty sure he's running the underworld of VR right now. Like pretty sure he is. So, um, but I can't imagine. And then he's like, yeah, I have sleep problems. And I'm like, well, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, you know? they say you're not even supposed to look at your phone right before you go to bed, let alone right. be in a virtual. Yeah, world yeah. I just kind of wonder what what VR, what kind of problems, long term problems VR may have on our brains. That's true. You know? And augmented takes less processing power as well. So yeah, you know. yeah. I think it's more natural. Like, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a more natural experience. I but just want to live in Mike, Ready Player One. Mike, here's the deal. Right, like that. Have you seen that movie, Jim? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, for sure. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's the world I want to live in. You're, no, not really. The, uh, <laughs> the, I'm the old guy in this. I'm like, no, no, you definitely no, don't. No, you don't. You, you definitely want to build uh, uh, ultra wides in the round. You de- like VR won't be here that soon. You should do, you should get it in the round because you put yeah. them enough together, right? You could 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to get the one ones with the right radius because they all have right. a different curve. Just get a couple yeah. all you know? the same. All the same. See, my ADHD, I would make myself motion sick because I constantly, I would just be like spinning around. <laughs> like, oh yeah, now I'm gonna look at Twitter. Now I'm gonna look at this. Like, I, listen, I think like you, know, for, you can just click on a separate window. I'm like, yeah, or I could spin around and look at the monitor real quick. <laughs> for podcasting, it would be cool to have those behind you, right? You yeah. could put things on them and yeah, that would be really cool. That'd be you. sick. Yeah. I, I'm not sure it would really be that great of a productivity lift. I do oh, no. think it would be cool. I do think yeah. 180 degrees would be would be yeah. actually beneficial like you know that is an easy turn i can get you know i can get there pretty fast and having that much screen real estate especially jay like you're saying doubled up Mm -hmm. man that could be for a guy like me who loves i just can't get enough screen real estate yeah i'd say yes to that every day of the week like i would set that up you know it's just it's ridiculously expensive and it's kind of it's kind of overkill you know? That's the thing. Yeah. It's cost prohibitive. But yeah. well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. GPUs cost thousand dollars, right? Well, now. If, you, if you keep doing that, uh, the hard drive mining, it might mm-hmm. you might be able to just knock it out. Just yeah, that that would be um, that would be what I do before. Brian says the next step um, after the round would be to then to put yeah. them above. Yeah, you'd have a you could do a dome, an Atmos uh, Atmos monitors. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, you could you maybe have your. Um, you know, maybe have your cameras above you. So, you know, you, there just, you go. Uh, give it a quick glance. What's going on? 
What's going on outside? Okay, that's good. It's the arboretum of uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, Jay, uh, we went a long way around, but let's wrap up that keyboard bit. Which one between the two? Which one do you like better? Ooh, oh, that's a good question. If you can handle the clicks, if that doesn't bother you, I think the Vistles overall is probably better. It's better built, has better battery life. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll stick to that. I might do it differently next week. Yeah, that, that's 99. And I think the K3 is 85 or 80, 85. I think it's a little bit less. So, And then if you were going to go, if you, like, if you were thinking like, well, I don't want to get either one of these. I want to go Logitech. I want to go mainstream, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is there a Logitech keyboard that you that would fit in that same category that, that you'd you'd like yeah the mx keys so there's an mx keys 85 which is the same size 85 key keys that same mm-hmm. ball and then there's a full size with a numpad i i love a numpad but well, you're, an, you're got, an analyst guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, yeah. i'm do data entries a lot of the yeah. uh, during the day a lot of spreadsheets <laughs> so <laughs> yeah numpad is big for me but a lot of people you know that's not important so yeah the mx keys is, is really good so you know I, what the retail on that is I think it's 129, but do not quote me on that. They're more expensive. Yeah. yeah. Still in that quiet or mechanical? Quiet, yeah. So they're more that traditional membrane style, you know, uh, K that you'd get on like the keep the keyboard you have. Or I, have I don't know, does the one you have have the it might have the scissor switches. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've never I've never taken it apart. I don't know what type but... of keys these are, but this razor, these are like they're enough travel but they, mm-hmm. they're, I call them soft. Like it feels soft when you press them, which I like because mm. they're quiet for the podcast yeah. and they're not, not super clacky. Um, this razor keyboard has been one of my favorites because it, the travel for me is what I like, right? Okay. I still like the mechanical travel. I just don't like the click. I'm kind of weird. I think most people like that, that sound and they don't like squishy. These are mm-hmm. a little bit squishy. Um, and it took a while to actually read reviews of a lot of people saying it's bad, uh, to be like, no, I, I like squishy keys. Um, it's, it's kind of what I was looking for. <laughs> Jay says Jay setting up his room with ultra whites, like the architect <laughs> in the matrix. I, well, he, even that, he, was know, he knows I love the matrix. So yeah, that's why he's, yeah. <laughs> even that setup, uh, based on Vince surf, by the way, the, the architect was a character based on Vince surf. The, um, the, they're all flat screens. They're not. It's they're yeah. not curved. It's not you know. Yeah. And they're all, they're kind of small monitors too. They're yeah. not very. They're not very big. Well, we'll see in the new Matrix if they get a technology upgrade. Yeah. When does know? that come out? December something something twenty okay. twenty something yeah. or something like that. Christmas yeah. basically. Christmas ish. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. a big one. You going to um, stand in line for the to be the first in the theater? I think my standing in line days are over. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. You admitted standing in line to get GPUs. Yeah, well, yeah. There's financial gain there, so that's a different. That's a different thing. Can't resell the movie. movie right? No, nah, I can't resell the movie. <laughs> I think the last movie I waited for was uh probably Dark Knight or something like that years ago, and I think I was like, "Why am I doing this? Let's never do that again." You know. So yeah. those days. Are well, over. I think it's easier. I don't know. I think it may be easier now to get into to first day. Just not that many people. It seems like theaters aren't quite the crush that they were yeah. you know, pre-pandemic. It was it was nuts on an opening yeah. weekend for a movie. You know, you're like, yeah, let's not even go. Yeah. But, but now I think you've got some good, you know, they're trying to get people back. Um, they're saying Spider-Man is like selling out for whatever reason. Okay. People are super, super hype about it. They're trying to scalp the tickets and everything. So <laughs> that might, yeah. 
There's tickets on on eBay right now for oh ten grand. God, for the American Spider-Man. the American gray market is just out <laughs> of control. Like, we stop, like money. Stop paying these prices, people. Stop <laughs> yeah, paying these just, prices. Just see it the next day. It'll be the same. Jay, uh, um, let's as we as we kind of think about wrapping here, but I want to ask you: Your CES is we're we're kind of on the eve of CES, right? Yeah. Coming up here pretty quick. Um, anything you're keeping in, in the spirit of that? Anything uh, as we think about the spring, mm-hmm. winter, spring coming? Anything you're keeping your eyes open for that's new that you're kind of excited about? Yeah, so I'm um, I'm interested to see a lot of these new mini LED displays and mo- monitors, TVs start to trickle out. Mm-hmm. So we've had OLED. OLED is from a technology standpoint, I think is one of my favorite things that's come out probably in the, in the last ten years. Um, mini LED looks to kind of give a lot of the benefits of OLED without the drawbacks in terms of power consumption and burn-in and all that stuff. So I'm excited for that. We see that in like the the new. Uh, MacBooks, MacBook Pros, and stuff like that. So that'll be cool. Um, also, looking forward to OLED monitors. So we're talking about ultra wides. Mm. If I could get a 38 inch OLED ultra wide, I'd probably pay any price for that. Like honestly, <laughs> I'd pay any price for Don't that. Don't say that. Don't say that publicly. They'll charge you anything for it. I, I welcome it. Whatever the price is, <laughs> just just let me have it. <laughs> just let me buy it. Are we are we close to that? I don't follow yeah. that, but are we close? Yeah. So LG's releasing. Uh, 42, 43 inch, 42 and a half inch television, which is going to, you know, television, which is going to be probably the closest thing to uh, OLED monitor we're, we're going to have. And then Samsung is releasing an AMOLED, which is their version, essentially the same thing. Right. Same tech they use in tablets and phones. They're releasing an AMOLED monitor that's going to be coming out in ultra wide. From what the rumors were, it's 34 inches, which, you know, isn't 38, but we'll take what we can get, you know. Yeah, so. 34 is good. 34 yeah, good. 34 is good. Yeah. And then there's the, there's the electric cars, which are starting to ramp up big time. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah I'm excited. We've been talking a lot about those here. Uh, Mike's got his eyes on that new F-150. Okay. That'll probably be coming in 2024. Ho- hopefully. <laughs> if that. At, this, at this point. Well, I think I Mike got my was, reservation in early. So And they uh-huh. no one has gotten to put their order in yet. So I'm hoping to get a call here soon yeah. in the next week or two from the dealership to put the order in. But they're only going to produce about 15,000 next year. So I don't think my reservation was in the first 15,000. We'll see. So are you a truck guy now? Do you already have a truck or are you... Uh, I'm a truck guy by proxy. Uh, <laughs> every one of my family members has one. Uh, no, I, I'm still driving the same Jeep I've had since high school. Uh, it's just it, it's a tank. It's worked, and so I've never upgraded. Um, but no, I mean we're 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 truck people. So yeah. no, this will be my first personally owned truck. That's pretty cool. That's really yeah. cool. So did yeah. you look at the? Did you consider like the Rivian at all, or were you like too risky? I I, I did consider the Rivian. Um, you know, there was something about, I considered a lot of things uh, on this. And uh, when I looked at it, just the reliability of a company who's been around like Ford, right? Now you can make mm-hmm. the jokes about Fords and stuff like that. Um, but just the the experience that they have and putting it in there. If I'm going to go with a first gen product, uh, I want to go with someone who has built, you know, a ton of cars in the past, right? Now the Rivian has a 
bunch of cool features and i think it would it would be a great truck as well uh, i also like the look of the f-150 i like how they just kept mm-hmm. it classic uh we yeah. spend a lot of time uh down at the family farm hunting and everything and i just i had you know showing up in the rivian you would be the slitty slicker guy who came down and i you know it's just i i already got rid of that stigma when i met my wife and i came you know to her small town and i'm not trying to go back to it so it's, it's a perfect compromise of i get the all electric but it still has the classic look of a ford yeah um, it's kind of for me it was a little i feel like that truck was made for me i'm a truck but i'm also a techie so like the tech angle right. of it my first kind of electric car um it, it was just kind of that perfect storm of the f-150 is the perfect truck for me i was looking at home generators and then they said hey by the way you can power your house for three <laughs> days off the truck i'm like this yeah. literally just checks all the boxes like, uh, and i for deer season this year I had, to, I had to borrow my father-in-law's truck and i'm like that'll be so nice when i don't have to yeah. borrow a truck again for uh, hunting season <laughs> I just had this conversation last night. It's funny that you you're, you mentioned that. I have a friend who has a pre-order in for the Model X, and he was debating canceling and going, you know, waiting for the, you know, the Ford Electric. And oh, really? Yeah. So we were kind of talking back and forth about the pros and cons. I mean, Tesla is what it is, but a lot of the stuff that they're doing at this point in terms of quality control and just like shipping cars with incomplete cars now. Did you guys hear about that? What they're doing with the USB no. ports? Mm-hmm. So yeah, recently they've been shipping cars without their USB ports and, and the wireless charging pad, and they just weren't saying anything. They just didn't say anything to the people. So they're in such demand. They know people are going to take them, so they're, they're taking them. And then if you don't notice it, I guess you just go to plug your phone in one day, and there's no USB you know, cable or, or, or port there. So they said it's because of the chip shortage. But the fact that they even shipped the cars like that and didn't say anything is ridiculous. You know, Ford would never yeah. do that. A legacy no. brand would never do that. So no. stuff like that. And the fit and finish, there's a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. Um, and service, you know, that's been a huge issue for people. If something goes yeah. wrong on the Tesla, that's a nightmare. Imagine you get the F-150, you can go to any Ford service center. You know, yeah, that's, I got a Ford dealer two minutes yeah. away from my house, right? I can we all do. And, yeah. yeah. And I, I just don't think Ford knowing how important the F-150 is, knowing what that means to them as a company and just as an American brand would mess that up. I think that's why they're delaying it. And I think it's going to be good. That's so. what I'm hoping for. And, you know, they did the Mustang Mach-E and that was a big, to put the Mustang name on an all electric and that that's gone pretty well. Right. And yeah. so I like how it's not Ford's first dive into the full on electric, especially on a classic brand of theirs um, mm-hmm. like the ford f-150 like the mustang so i don't know I, i'm sure i'll be on this show once i get it whenever <laughs> that is if it's next year you're doing i'll be complaining yeah. about being a first adopter but i also kind of nerd out on that too right like, yeah. i kind of like being a beta tester like i, I enjoy that so I, i'm not unless this thing puts me into a wall and doesn't let me break like i'm not gonna be too upset <laughs> right I'll, I'll deal with the little quirks yeah that's cool I definitely I, I would love to hear how that, that goes out i'm thinking about my next car will probably be electric of some sort but it's probably not going to be for a couple of years so so you've got the bug but not not like the today bug of i'm gonna get i'm gonna get an electric vehicle tomorrow yeah, well, I like I like really small cars. So for me, the electric is tough, and I I really don't like the Model Three. I think like it's okay looking, but it, I don't know. It I just don't want it as my vehicle right now. Is what yeah. I'll say. Yeah. I also don't I, I don't own a home yet, so installing that charger is not an option for me right now. So mm-hmm. you know, I can't put it into my into my condo building. Like that's not going to work. So when I get a house, then maybe I'll feel differently because I can charge at home. I don't have to worry yeah. about it. Yeah. But it's just it would be so inconvenient right yeah. now. Do yeah. they have chargers at your at your condo right now? 
They do, but they only have two, and they're currently occupied. So, yeah. yeah. So there's people with, with some Model S's here that are, you know, first come, first serve. They've had them for a while. So, right. you know, it is what it is, you know. Uh, Alex says uh, GM took away the start and stop. That's the when the engine start and stops automatically, at a, you know, when you, when you stop at a stoplight, and told consumers before they took shipment and deducted the price. Um, yeah, off of it, yeah. which is which yeah. is good. We actually I would pay more for them to take that off. I hate that. <laughs> I, I do. It drives I do. me nuts. <laughs> it's on by default on the Subaru, and I haven't figured out how to turn it off. Like, there's a big button. Like, once I'm driving, I can turn it yeah. off easily. Turn it off, right? But to get it to default to off, I, I haven't found that setting. Listen, getting getting into the the settings of the the uh, the entertainment system and the car settings in the Subaru is a lot like your BIOS. Like you're like, okay, where, where is this combination? Thing? If I don't hit it exactly when the car boots where, up, I'm not in that, it. And then if you're yeah. driving and you're trying to change things, there's things that are off by default because you're driving, and it's like, hey, yeah. pay attention, jackass. And you know, you're like, but I, I'm, I, I need. I'm the passenger. You know, I, I'm I the need, passenger. I need something. Um, I need something. Speaking of needing things, uh, box just go. came in from uh, from Amazon. It's uh, it's something that's going right back, but. Um, the, so the, I always end up turning off that feature. It was great in the Honda, you know, I had a Honda civic hybrid that was, would use engine compression. So it, when you stopped, it would keep the compression in the engine. And then when you let off the gas, it would turn over. It wouldn't use a starter. It would just turn that engine over using that stored compression. The Subaru didn't do it that way. It actually engages the starter. And I'm like, Holy crap! That starter is gonna be like I'm thinking at a hundred thousand. I'm probably replacing yeah. the starter, right? So you'd think, but they they yeah. say they test them for it, but I I can't uh, imagine it, it doesn't it put additional wear. Like how could it not? I can't. And, and I don't like, know much about this enough to be educated to speak on it. But it's like, is it really saving that much emissions? Like, yeah. like if that, is that the goal? No, I don't know. It just no. it's a gimmick. So, yeah, I, I think it, it's it a, gimmick. a gimmick. Yeah, over time, I I don't think it does. I think over maybe if you think of like over the lifetime of the car, right? You know, but you but I, I like one cow fart. Like yeah. it's not that much. <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Um, well, Jay, that my kids have the same problem is that they're all in apartments. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they're like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that until, um, you know, I don't want to buy an electric car until I've, yeah. I, can't, I shouldn't open this right now. Um, the uh, they just don't they don't in a lot of the apartments they're in don't even have don't don't have chargers yet. So they're kind of like, right. Oh, no, I'm just gonna kind of wait. Listen, exactly. I, I I bought a 21 Legacy and I I am not looking back. I love that car. It's a great and car. It is yeah. just a. It is. I just I sit in it and I'm like, they made this car for me. Like <laughs> that's I mean that's kind of how I feel about it and and. You know, I had to haul some. I, I built this retaining wall. I've been doing a whole bunch of outside projects, and I built this retaining wall. It sound like my dad. Yeah, well, I am a dad, right? <laughs> he, he's retired. Real quick, he just he bought. I go in the garage. He bought a whole uh, circular salt, like all this stuff. Just like <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? And he literally, he literally is just building random stuff. He built yeah. like, a, like a post office, post box. He built like a bench yeah. for their deck. Like he's just is he retired. Yeah, he's retired, yeah, so he's yeah, just yeah, finding yeah. things to do. <laughs> well, so I built this retaining wall, and I needed – I don't have a truck either, Mike. So I needed to haul some – so I figured out how many of those timbers, uh, by putting the back seat down and the front seat down and putting a cover over it, 
I could slide in nine of these landscaping timbers in the car, nine at a time. I could probably stretch it to 12 if I wanted to, but, um, and it was, it worked great. Like it actually, it actually worked for me. You know, I kind of made, I made that the Subaru was long enough and the seats moved and it was great. So I was like, put it back, had it detailed. And then I was like, okay, I'm, you know, this is, this is a, I, I, cause I'm not hauling things. I don't hunt. I'm not hauling. I don't need a truck. Mike, when you said show up on the farm, imagine if you showed up on the farm with the cyber truck. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't decide how that would go. Cause the cyber truck's almost mm. so crazy that yeah. people like maybe it would be kind of cool, but you're right. No, that would be, that'd be bad. Alex says they require a bigger <laughs> starter mm. and a bigger battery for the all start and stops to get it done. It's still That's interesting. The first time I heard that happen, they were giving me the, you know, they, I bought the new car and then, they have like a concierge who comes out and spends an hour with you telling you all these things about the car. And we'd started and it stopped. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like my Honda does that. And they're like, yeah, that's just the same thing. And then lets her foot off the brake. And I hear, you know, I hear the starter. I'm like, not the same thing. That is not the same thing that you're starting the car. You turn it off and you're turning it back on. That's I think, you know, like you discovered with that, keyboard you know you're like i love this keyboard but it gets a day or two like yeah. that's not gonna yeah. work for me nah. and i was that at that moment i'm like yeah i don't don't turn my car off i just <laughs> it, it can idle it's just fine yeah so, just let it idle yeah just let it it's <laughs> i always i get in the car you know back up start driving put my seatbelt on and turn off that feature that's yeah Every kind time of the, the routine, every time you just turn it off. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. You know, you have to because it's, it's just annoying, to be honest. It it really is. Well, Jay, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Always great to have Always you. Always great. I'm, I'm and congrats on the new mic. That you said you said <laughs> uh, you, somebody sent you a new mic and a new arm. That's kind of yeah. You're looking you're looking sporty there. I like it. Corsair. You know they they did me good. So I've got, yeah, I've got a bunch of Corsair stuff. I got I'll have a video coming out about like a gaming setup. They sent me a bunch of stuff. Is that a Corsair yeah. mic? I thought it was an El, the Elgato Wave or it, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Corsair owns Elgato, so where oh, they bought, they bought them. Yeah, I think that, that wasn't cool. too long ago. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of the so their marketing the mic is. Is that the wave? Yeah, it's the yeah. wave wave three. It sounds and great. The arm. Oh, does yeah. it good? Good. Yeah. I, I never know because you know you never hear yourself. So. Well, and, and and honestly, going back to the keyboard conversation real quick, that's probably why we heard it because that microphone's more of a uh, a dynamic or sorry. Um, condenser, condenser, yeah. right? Is mm-hmm. it or is it dynamic? I believe it's a condenser. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it sounds very like oof, I, I call it like um, proximity, like real life, right? Like mm-hmm. having a real life conversation. Whereas Jim and I's microphones, right? These dynamic ones are more like kind of like radio style. It doesn't sound mm-hmm. like we're having a natural conversation in a room. Uh, I love the way that those Elgatos sound. Every streamer yeah. I see with those, I'm like, ah, yeah, I like that audio. And they're not they're not super expensive. I think probably eventually I'll I'll go like a full XLR, you know, setup, but for just like what I'm doing, you know, which is not you guys are potting every, you know, often and yeah. you know, yeah. just doing video calls and stuff, this is totally fine. Because I think know, the software orders. on that essentially replaces the like because I have a Go XLR, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It, but I do love physical faders. I do right. that's this Go XLR has been my favorite piece of tech I've ever purchased. Um those are and, awesome. Yeah, yeah, but that does it all in software, which is kind of cool that you can do it all. Yeah, so the Elgato software is amazing, and also Rode. They for their their USB mics, they came out with a similar podcast software that's really powerful as well. Um, mm. So now, 
a lot of people with USB mics, which we never really had those kind of options before. Now at least you have some digital options where you can kind yeah. of, you know, do some. Not, I'm not a digital fan. Never <laughs> been. I'm not. I, I've had too many PCs crash in the middle yeah. of something, and then you lose yeah. your. And it's just like, yeah, no, I think I'm going to go hardware. I, yeah. it's, I'm old school that way. So I mean, for a professional setup, for yeah. sure. I think that's yeah. the safest way to go. I, it's just easier for me, just to be honest. I got, I already have enough things going on on my screen. I don't mm-hmm. need to lose the mixer. <laughs> like, <laughs> where did I put the, where did I put the mixer? It's on one of these nine screens somewhere. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, the funny part, real quick, I did just learn this the other day. So I didn't know on the GoXLR, the profile is saved to the hardware. So the software, even though I can control it on the computer, it's the like, so what happened was my computer, I turned my computer off, powered it off. And I noticed I could still go up and down on my mixer. So it was getting enough power because the power supply is still on the PC and providing power to the USB. And I plugged in something to the output on the back of the GoXLR and I could hear it. So hmm. all of the settings and everything, it's almost like you make the settings and it pushes it over to the hardware on the GoXLR, but the computer doesn't need to even need to be on for that to be working. Well, as long wow. as your mic cord's still on and it, it's going to pull from whatever last setting you gave it yeah. um, as far as like outputs and mixes that. and everything like that. But you know, the volume controls and everything still worked. I thought that was wild. Wow. Yeah, so can you so give it power from like a, could you use like a USB power brick or something like that? Like, is that possible? Oh, now you've got me curious. That's a great <laughs> question. I don't know. I, yeah, I haven't tried. I bet you could. I bet I could. Yeah. yeah. Once, it, it, once you've got it set. Well, right. man, that would really be a game. Because then this is like a yeah. portable. That's yeah. your portable yeah. mixer that I miss having from the other one that I sold. Yeah, that'd be oh, sick. Now I need to check it out. Mike Bryan's got some. Like, so when you go down to the farm with the Cybertruck, he says they're bulletproof. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> beneficial for any stray accidental bullets. True. <laughs> I mean, you could be like, go ahead, shoot me. In in the video though, didn't he like hit it and it actually broke? Like it yeah, broke. Probably. Yeah, I think I think that was like during the announcement video. I think he went to hit it and it actually smashed. Like, oh, yeah. well, like in the nineteen ninety four Comdex when Bill Gates plugs in the USB to the the scanner and he's like, and then we're and then it blue screens in front of everybody. It's like, oh, remember the good old ones? days. The, the good, good old days. Good old days. You can find uh, you can find Jay uh, over on YouTube. I find his YouTube videos awesome. Jay, you do such a great job, and you don't you like you don't overwhelm us with too many of them. You know, I know <laughs> I follow some YouTubers like God. I can't even keep up. You do a really nice job on them. Uh, YouTube.com slash Tech Everything, and then Tech uh, Tech Everything dot com. Where do they uh, Jay? How do they follow you on Twitter? Same at same yeah same handle everywhere Twitter Instagram yeah. Facebook anything yeah T E K everything T E K yeah yeah it's yeah. good to know you you definitely want to follow if you haven't already or if you're new to the channel you definitely want to follow Jay and and uh, and make sure his reviews are just outstanding thorough like if you we talked about it but his his reviews on the keyboard are are even better so head out head over there and make sure you get those. Um, reviews and Jay, can you hang out for just a few minutes? Sure. Yeah. Are you okay? Absolutely. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. I'll be putting the links to all those things in the show notes in case you can. It's not hard to remember, but in case you do, it'll be in the show notes um, as well. If you want to leave us a message, if you got a comment for for Mike and I, you can head out to homegadgetgeeks.com, leave a message there, and we'll play it live and answer it on the show. Uh, Jim at theaverageguy.tv, if you want to send us an email, at Uyghur Tech for Mike on Twitter, at Jay Collison for me. Join us in our Discord groups, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. A great way, just a great group 
Mike, uh, the the conversation stepped up a little bit this week. I think you and John were having some unraid conversation. Tons of deals in there. Yeah. So if, if 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 you only join us for that, that should be a good place to uh, you'll get you'll have to get John straightened out on that unraid uh, stuff going on. We're trying. We're gonna figure it yeah. out. He's gonna he's gonna try a few things this week, and we're gonna see if we can figure it out. Well, good. We well, appreciate you doing that. And so if you want to join us in Discord, we'd love to have you there. Again, we are live every Thursday, uh, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Love to see you next week if you're listening to the podcast version of this. Uh, for those guys who are listening live, stay around for a smidgen of post-show. With that, we'll say goodbye.